Trent Smith, former Oklahoma tight end, talking about the Nebraska-Northwestern game taking place over in Ireland. Um, You're funny today with these top-of-the-hour yeah. stuff. That's good. <laughs> uh, yeah, Scott Frost talking about this game. This is a big one for them. Uh, 14-point favorite. You know, Northwestern is – they're outmatched. They – they are a team that once every five or six years they put together uh, a special little run, but outside of that have have not routinely been very good year after year. Um, you know, Fitzgerald does what he can with what he's got there, but, you know, what last year I think they were 3-9, and nine, they, they beat top, Rutgers. They got a top 25 recruiting class right now. Which they've got incredible facilities to sell right now, but it's still surprising. Yeah, that has to be like one one specific player has decided to go there <laughs> because there's like a tie to the family or something. Probably uh, that that's. But you know, I I don't know. Um, haven't been very good recently. What what year was it when they put that run together? Was it 2019? I guess it was 2020. Yeah, because they played Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship, and I think it was like close at halftime. And then Ohio State, yeah. yeah, Ohio State kind of distanced themselves a little bit, but they've been decent recently. I'd say if Nebraska, like I, I think the Oklahoma game might be their biggest game on the schedule, at least one of them. But if they don't win on Saturday, then you could be saying hello to another three and nine season for the Huskers. This, this is if, this is a must, must, must win for Scott Frost. If they lose to Northwestern, uh, serious, does Scott Frost get fired? No. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't I don't think Be- that – Because, you know, also, no, Trent okay. Alford, since he came, like they've done some things to seriously undercut sure. Scott Frost. I don't think like, he'll I talked get about fired. The, the, I don't think yeah. he'll get fired after the game, but I think it's – would present the opportunity of there's a real chance he gets fired during the middle of the season. Yeah. I don't know, dude. If you lose your opener to the team that what they finished below you, like are they the only team that finished below them last had year had in be. Big Ten? Had to be if you're three and nine. Right. I don't know, man. I I tend to agree with you, but like I was about to say the the Big Ten has – they actually finished ahead of them. Oh, no, they didn't. No, they, they were tied. They were both 1-8. and eight. Um, But Nebraska had the head-to-head. But they – Nebraska has done things to undercut Scott Frost, like his own people. Like that whole situation that went on last year with the suspension for the – for the assistant coach, like holding a blocking dummy during a special teams practice that he's not supposed to be involved in, and then the players getting together to work out at an off-campus gym, uh, those things were turned in by his own people. Uh, and I think that was – I think it felt like that was Nebraska, you know, holding things over him saying – Listen, you're going to do it our way. Fired his offensive coordinator that's been with him forever, brought in Whipple there from Pitt, was able to hang on to his defensive staff, but 
I don't know. I, I just I feel like they have they've already set him up in a position to where you know there is a very 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 short leash. Yeah, I mean the, the the word out of there is he better go eight and four. So he better have a five game improvement from last year if he wants to keep his job. If they're saying eight and four, I, I don't. Uh, they could get to an eight and four, but that's going to be a great year for them. They're already setting the boundaries of we're going to find our next head coach after this year. But I from an well, OU from an OU uh, perspective, this is an interesting game to watch just to see if Nebraska looks any different than they did a year ago. I think seeing Casey Thompson's first game at quarterback is really interesting from an OU perspective. How does he look? Uh, I guess he was banged up last year with that injured thumb. But does right. Nebraska – like, what I'll be looking for, does Nebraska have any electric skill talent? My guess is no, and I'm not going to see that on Saturday. But it'll be interesting to see if they have anyone at running back, anyone at wide receiver that can stretch the field. That's my number one thing I'm looking for. Right. Um, yeah, they lost that top receiver they had from a year ago that was pretty good. Um and their their guy that they slated this year is still hurt, right? Decoldus to ever do it, yeah. Crawford. His middle name really isn't to ever do it, but that was a fun internet rumor for a while. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I I think that the Thompson kid is going to put together a nice year for him. Uh, he was he was pretty good last year for Texas, all things considered. Um, you know the way things went around him, he. He played a great game against Oklahoma. You know, was, was was pretty good with the football for most of the season. I mean, he did have a, a couple of bad turnovers, but first-year starter, he's got a little bit of experience coming in. I mean, he finished last year with 24 touchdowns, nine interceptions. Good to hear. Uh, and it's, it's not bad, not bad. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I expect them to – like the biggest change is what they've got offensively. I think that they're going to I think they're going to be quite a bit more explosive than they've been in the past. And be. I know that they don't have a like a name wide receiver that we're looking at and saying this guy's going to be great, but wide receiver is readily available across the country and you know Whipple had Jordan Addison there at Pitt. And I don't know, maybe I'm wrong about this, but I don't know how great Jordan Addison was before last season. You know, and, and maybe he was really good, but I guess what I'm saying is like Pitt has access to guys that turn into really good wide receivers in this offense. I think Nebraska will will have the same. Uh, let me get a few texts before we move on. Uh, Huskers go 7-5, and five, solid. That's from the 918. Uh, please play the clip about not wanting kids that need jackets in the cold. I know that Scott Frost said that. I don't know the exact context, and I what don't. Was it? I don't. I don't know the exact quote. So someone let me know exactly what he said. I don't have when, the. Audio was that clip today? What, when, no, when was that no, no, from? No, no, no. It, it was a while back. He said um, he doesn't want guys that want jackets in the cold. Something, something like that. I don't know. It was. It yeah. was odd. Kale Gundy, Nebraska's next head coach. Probably not. Uh, I would say probably not, but I don't know that for sure. I guess you never know what could happen. Uh, last one. Who do you think will win the game tonight, Owasso or Bigsby? Bigsby, but Owasso covers the 13 and a half. 
That's what I have. Hmm. So you think it's going to be – what's your theory? Uh, nothing. 42-30 is the final. I have no theory on this. Who's Owasso's best player? Luke has. Arkansas commit. Former OU commit. Yeah. You weren't expecting me to know that, now did you? He's at Owasso? Yeah. Huh. And then they've also got the wide out, right? Um, yes. You're talking about Cole Adams? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I will take. Wait, did I get? I, did, I get did I get that totally mixed up? I may have got I don't that. Know. Total, I, th- I may have got that totally. I mixed thought he up. was at. I thought he was at Bixby, the tight end. Yeah, but yeah, I he could is. Be wrong. And Cole Adams is at. Oh, Obama, okay. So, yeah, yeah, I got that mixed around. Um, so I okay. asked for hot takes on the upcoming season this year on Twitter earlier today. Uh, let's oh, see gosh. what everyone says. Hot takes well, on the OU be in season. A mood. I am, I am in a mood today. Uh, right. Brian says national champs with another Heisman statue planned. <laughs> no big deal. Wow. Jeff yeah, says I would I would say the national championship. I think that there is a decent decent chance that they make the college football playoff. I do not think that there's a decent chance at all that they win a national championship. But that obviously could change. Jeff says OU will beat Baylor in the conference championship and then beat Ohio State in the playoff semifinal. I like that. Okay. Ohio State make make the national championship football game. Okay. Sooner C-Dub says Oklahoma will beat a surprising Florida State team 13-2 at SoFi Stadium for their eighth (laughs) national title. Lincoln Riley is spotted in the Rams suite, balling like a baby. Michael Turk steps out of the end zone to give up the safety in order to secure the victory and run out the clock. Wow. How about that? Amazing. Uh, I'm going to say unlikely, but we'll all be watching closely to see if that event actually unfolds that way. John says OU has five shutouts this season. I like it. It's aggressive, but it's hard to shut people out these days in college football. It is. Let's see. Five shutouts. I think you could have a shutout against UTEP. I think you could have a shutout against Kent. I think you could shut have a shutout against Kansas. Man. That's an interesting comment because you told me just two days ago you think both those teams are going to score double-digit points. UTEP with 10 and Kent State with 14. Yeah, but you could still – I could see a scenario in which you shut them out. And you had Nebraska scoring like 45 on OU's defense. Oh, well, hey. The Thompson kid threw five touchdowns against us last year. <laughs> I don't know. Five shutouts would be amazing. I would say that's like the 1971 defense. They probably had around five right. shutouts that year. That'd be incredible. You'd be the number one I'd defense in unlikely. the country if you have five shutouts this year. Well, if you don't give up that that 60 burger to Texas Tech, mm, yeah, you know, that's, that that's changes the, the stats. Jeff says Danny Stutzman wins the butt kiss. Hey, uh, you know. Venables and what he does with linebackers has a lot of credibility. And if you have five shutouts, I can guarantee you there's going to be some award winners on that defense. Sooner football fans, there will be tailgating on Lindsay. Man, that's the hottest take at all of them. 
Wow. K- Talk about unlikely. Yeah. K. Rich, Stuart Mandel gets fired after Oklahoma goes undefeated and wins the national championship. Uh, you know, that's probably it. The New York Times bought the athletic. It, you know, and part of the part of the like the purchase agreement was that he stays on as as whatever senior editor or whatever his title is. He's trying to get fired. That's what he's doing with these horrible college football takes that he's been putting out recently. He's trying to get fired and just go live on a beach somewhere. Mark says they finally find a way to beat Chris Kleiman. <laughs> I mean, they did beat him last year, but uh, still funny. The hottest of takes. I like that. Cyclone Larry says lose to Nebraska and go 7-5. and five. If you lose to Nebraska, 7-5 and five is in play. Uh, XRP loser says Michael Turk becomes the first punter to win the Heisman Trophy. That's probably not a good thing if Turk wins the Heisman this year. Seven and five might have come true if that's the case. Well, if you have five shutouts, then then I think it's possible. Um, Susie Q says, my hottest take, the enormous physical composition made of the players that will transform the players on the field. I think, and I totally just lost my place there, but that was all. I, I think we will see something epic out of these players, something we haven't seen in years. There you go. Top 25 defense is on there. Undefeated is on there. Lose to Clemson in the college football playoff by a missed field goal. That would hurt. Marvin Mims win the Bolitnikoff. But none are, are hotter than Sooner football fans. There will be tailgating on Lindsay. Right. Um... I've got a couple of things here. I want you to tell me what is more likely. Uh, A top 10 ranked defense, an undefeated regular season, a college football playoff win, or three shutouts. Okay, that's actually pretty good. Not only am I going to give you most likely, I am going to arrange them from one to four, okay? Okay. Um, at number one, golly, this is tough. At number one, I'm going to go with three shutouts, okay? Most likely. Yeah, most, okay. yeah, yeah, most likely. Uh, number two, I'm going to go with a uh, – I'm going to go number two with the top ten defense. All right. Uh, number three, I'm going to go with a college football playoff win. Number four, an undefeated regular season. Yeah. I think I, I probably agree with that. I probably agree with that, yeah. The interesting thing is if one happens, there's a good chance that two happens. And if two happens, there's a good chance that three happens. You know what I'm saying? I follow you there, yes. Text line, someone saying none of the above. Oh, God, quit being a hater. It's nine days till kickoff. We're excited. Some of these things could happen. You can't say none of the above. I said which is more. Which is the most likely. Get out, get out of here, Stuart Mandel. Quit texting the show. Hmm. Well... I don't know. Uh, I, I think I think we're going to learn a lot the first three games of the season. 
because we're going to be able to watch Nebraska have a have a good gauge as to what we think they are, and you know we're going to UTEP and Kent State should not give us much of a fight at all, and if they don't give you a fight, you don't really learn much, but if they do, you learn a lot, maybe in the wrong direction. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. But as we talked about, I think, on Monday, I still think you can destroy UTEP and Kent State and still figure out a little bit about your team. Like, we can tell if they're a better tackling yes. team or not. But yeah, the, the final decision on how good this team is will not be decided, hopefully, hopefully against Kent State or UTEP. But that's the thing, yeah. though. If not Kent State or UTEP, if not for Nebraska, like, when's the moment where we find out how good this team is if they're really good? Because there's, there's, there's some tough games, but, I, I mean, I, like the, the only top ten, potential top ten team I think you could play is Baylor in November. Well, yeah, but, okay, here's the thing. You're not going to know how you stack up against the best of the best. I mean, you kind of already know. It really doesn't matter what some of these results are, but. I think you can look at a lot of these teams that you play. and Like, for instance, I expect Kansas State to be quite a bit better than they were a year ago. Sure. Would you agree with that? Absolutely, I would agree with that. And if you go out and handle a Kansas State team that we, a lot of people unanimously agree is going to be better than they were a year ago, if you go out there and handle them good, play a complete game, team football, both sides, complimentary, then I think that tells you quite a bit. And then you just kind of go on from there, you know, with, with some of the teams and, and how you think that they're going to stack up. And you just kind of have to look at what you what you did last year. And I know it's a different team with, with different players, but I think you can kind of gauge where you sit off of that. But you're right. You're not going to be able to, to test yourself against – you know, a, a top national team until the postseason. Yeah, it, it, just... it'll, it'll take you three weeks to see if you're better than last year or not. I think three weeks could tell us that. Um, how you stack with the elite, you won't be able to tell that until the playoff if you get there. Fair? Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I will say, though, you, you can – I think there's a chance you can – like where we stack up with the national teams, like the the elite, the top tier, right now we're behind talent wise. Really defensively, it, you know, maybe you can say all three levels. But if you start playing really good defense within the framework of of Coach Venable's system, like you can you can level that playing field really quickly. Really quickly. And offensively, I think we're going to be right there with the elite of the elite in the country. So, you know, I, I think th there's some yet to be determined, but if some of these guys start to show up and play towards the end of the season, like at, at the line of scrimmage defensively and the front seven defensively, and, and from the top down uh, on the back end, uh, you may be able to close that gap quite a bit. But – you know, like I said, that's that's yet to be determined. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Final hour rolls on here from Winter Creek Golf and Social Club.
The Newcastle Casino bringing you this hour of The Rush. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. We are the Homa Sooner fans. Let's go around the league for a minute. Uh, Oklahoma State released their depth chart today. Gundy's son. I believe uh, Gunner's his first name. Gunner Gundy, the backup quarterback behind uh, Spencer Sanders. How about that? Oh, really? Yeah. Uh-oh. Are you telling me Sanders has a short leash? Uh, I think if he throws a pick against, what, Central Michigan a week from the day, I think you could see Gunnar Gundy uh, trotting in there. Redshirt freshman out of Steelwater. This sounds like a clear case of nepotism going on. Oh, at of course. Oklahoma State University. No, I've heard he's actually really good, right? When those, he... Yeah, those Steelwater high school teams have been really good the past few years. Really good. And he was a part yeah. of those. Uh, not last year, but the year before. They've been really talented. Yeah, well, that'd be interesting, right? That would be that would be fascinating if if that would uh, if that took place at some point this season. Now, the Sanders kid has what? Hadn't he had some ankle issues? Isn't that what his problem has been? Uh, yeah, I feel like he's had maybe just more than just that. But are you, are you talking about this camp or just in, in his career? Just in his career. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because he, because yeah. what, last year I don't know that he, he missed much. He got hurt like that the, 2019 year, remember, like yes. the second half? Because OU faced yep. Drew Brown in that uh, Bedlam game in Stillwater. And then the Illingworth kid in 2020, right? Didn't he have to fill in quite a bit, like in the first game? Didn't he get hurt in the first game? Yeah, they almost lost to Tulsa, I think it was. And yeah. then. Right. Sanders got hurt against OU that year, too, and Illingworth came in. And I, I feel like he was like four of 29, like, like something yeah, crazy like that. He did throw the only touchdown of the game, but it wasn't, it wasn't great. Yeah, they're, they're skill guys this year at OSU. Braden Johnson, a redshirt senior. John Paul Richardson, a sophomore. Or a sophomore. Brennan Presley, a junior. And Jaden Bray, a true sophomore who played at Norman High. So. That's kind of yeah. The Bray kid's pretty good. He's real good, man. Uh, no mention of Braylon Presley in there. He'll he'll show up halfway through the season with a couple of touchdowns, and then off we go. Yeah, he's nowhere the, to be found on this. On this, actually, huh? I wonder. I wonder if he's had Talon, some injury issues or something. Talon Shetron is listed as like a uh, third. Well, he's listed as an or at one of the wide receiver spots, like for the you know, second team. Mm. Um, we remember the story about him coming out of Edmund Santa Fe. Yeah, he's the Edmund kid, right? Yeah. OSU. But they wanted his, he wanted his brother for a – Yep, Tabry. How that went down? Yeah, OSU yeah. offered Tabry, OU didn't, and that pretty much secured OSU to get both Shetron brothers. Good move by right. OSU, if you ask me. Yeah, yeah. I think Oklahoma State is – a lot of people are kind of bailing on Oklahoma State this year. Like last year was a flash. They got the new coordinator on defense. They lost some defensive players. But I still think Oklahoma State's going to be really good. I do. Their I think D-line. they're going to have a really good running game. Um, you know, the, the quarterback can be the issue for them. But you're right. Their defensive line, excellent. But how, how cool has it been to watch the Rodriguez kid on the hard knocks with the Lions? You know, I'll be honest, I haven't watched a ton of hard knocks outside of that, uh, outside of that first episode, but he is... Does he have a little Sam Ellinger in him that you hated or you disliked him most of his career because of who he played for? 
But at the end, you say, all right, I mean, I don't love the school that he played for, but I actually really respect the way that he plays ball. He may have well, some of that. Well, I, I always respected the way that he played ball. He, he's a stud, and he's done it the right way. Uh, great wrestler. He's hard as nails, incredibly strong. Right, size, right, size and speed, he doesn't check the box, but he does every, every other facet of his game. Uh, he's he's fun to watch. I hope he I hope he has a fantastic yeah. career in the league. Yes, text line. There's about five of these texts. You're right. Gundy is sleeping with the backup quarterback's mom on the depth chart. That is <laughs> that is official. <laughs> Nicely done, guys. Uh, what about in Austin, Malik Murphy, who you are terrified of, but Woo! it's not going to matter because he's not going to play this year. Sark was asked about the plan for Malik Murphy during this year. Sark said, "Quote: We have to try to have opportunities." where our threes are not just doing scouts, but they're actually working against our offense and defense. He mentions he'll be a guy who gets scout team work. Translation, mm. Malik Murphy will not be in the plans offensively mm. for Texas this season. What a mistake. Ouch. Ouch. We'll see you over on the scout team. Give him a good look, Malik. Woo! Uh, transfer portal inbound oh, quickly. After this year, for sure. And he's going to go light it up somewhere. You watch. Yep. You watch. All right. Um, uh, uh, quarterback situations across the league right now. We could just do a quick, very, very quick rundown of each. Blake Shapin's going to be the starter at Baylor. He's basically right. the determining factor if they win the conference or if they take a step back. Uh, and judging by the situation – I would say that they're not going to take a step back at quarterback. Yeah, Iowa State, Hunter Upper Deckers is going to be their starting quarterback, and they quietly like him in Ames. Watch out. Here's what's crazy. Brock Purdy has basically set every record at Iowa State for quarterback. And you can make the claim, and I think legitimately make the claim, that Brock Purdy is what held them back. Yes, seriously. They did win a Fiesta Bowl with crazy. him, but it is it is accurate. So th- they say the Deckers kid is athletic, has a big-time arm, is aggressive, will push the ball down the field. The question is, is he prone to the absolute back-breaking turnovers that Brock Purdy was? Brock Purdy has, like, just right off the top of my head, I can think of three of the craziest turnovers I've ever seen. Clemson the bowl one game last, last year. year. Well, okay, yeah, the Clemson bowl game last year. The turnover against OU last year. Yep, thick six. That turned into a touchdown. Yeah, the thick six. And the interception that ended the uh, the Big 12 championship game against Oklahoma. What? had no business throwing that ball. There was no reason to. They're marching down the field with a chance to win the game, and he just throws up a random prayer. What about the one against TCU a couple of years ago? That may be the worst of them all. Worst turnover maybe in the history of the sport, at least since the introduction of the forward pass. Right. All right, Jalen Daniels is the starter at KU. Who cares? Adrian Martinez is the starter at Kansas State. He's the prototype for exactly what they want. Yeah. Uh, The Daniels kid – Anywhere other than Kansas 
is a star. Yeah, he may be. Uh, Dylan Gabriel, Spencer Sanders at OU and OSU. TCU still haven't announced their starting quarterback, Max Duggan and Chandler Morris. Sounds like it might be the Morris package. Wow. Finally getting a start. It didn't take long. You, Whenever we saw him a couple of flashes at Oklahoma, I think – I think I laughed it off whenever they offered him a scholarship from what he, where high school he played somewhere in Arkansas. No, he played. Him, uh, him, he, just, he played at uh, God. What's that? What's that high school in Dallas that he played at? Anyway, I'll, I'll think of it. But go ahead. Oh, uh, okay, that's right. And he was committed to Arkansas, wasn't he? When his dad was there. Yes. Is that how it was? Yeah, his dad got fired, and then he decommitted, and he committed to OU right. late. Highland Park, I think, it, is where he played. Is that right? Okay. Text line? Well, I, I saw him maybe it was in the spring game, like one play, and it was like, uh, okay, that, that dude can play. You can see it instantly that he's got something to him. Now, does that mean that he's going to take the league by storm? I doubt it. But in that new TCU offense, the Sonny Dyke system, him and uh, Quentin Johnston, right, I'm not saying TCU is going to win a bunch of games, but I'm more afraid of those TCU two are going to put Chandler up numbers. Morris than I am Max Duggan. I'm on the record for that one. Agreed. Uh, Quinn Ewers is the starting quarterback at Texas because the donor said so. Tyler <laughs> Shuck is the quarterback at Tech. Tech could really Stud. improve throughout the year. Watch out for that. West Virginia hasn't named a starting quarterback. They say JT Daniels or Garrett Green. It's going to be JT Daniels. Garrett Green might play. I'm sure that's going to be the case. But uh, JT Daniels is your dude. Well, JT Daniels will start the first three or four games of the season and then – Green will have to finish the year. Has JT Daniels ever finished a season? Um, no, in most cases he hasn't even started a season. Like last, did he not even start the year last year? Is that right? Uh, I don't know because there, be I feel right. like we're Which, talking about the whole year. Like, oh well, when he's back, he'll replace Stetson Bennett. Well, that never happened. Yeah, and I hate that for him. I hate that you know he's had such a a tough run of it with injury because whenever he's healthy. You do have to admit the dude can light it up. He's got a big league arm. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up, hanging out Winter Creek Golf and Social Club today. They do have home lots available out here and just a beautiful community, some really nice houses out here, 18-hole championship golf course, membership starting as low as $100 a month. It is The Rush, live on The Ref. Mark Clayton, days away until kickoff in Norman. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, taking you up until 6 p.m. Lots of text to get to on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Uh, could Brock Purdy be remembered at Iowa State similarly to how Landry Jones is remembered at OU? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. But here's the, here's the difference between those two. Brock Purdy still did things that they've never done at Iowa State. Like they beat Oregon in the – was it the Fiesta Bowl, right? Well, how could you forget that viral clip of Matt Campbell telling his team, you just beat the blank out of Oregon. And it, he, right. you could hear the F-bomb pretty clear. Did that, played in a Big 12 championship game, uh, you know, had some 
really, really good moments. Beat Oklahoma. Did he beat Oklahoma twice? He beat OU in Ames, and then is that the only time? That 2020 game in Ames, is that it? Yeah, did they beat us in 19? They almost. It should have. The two-point conversion, remember? Throwing it in the Uh, end zone to win. That's right. Um, Beat Oklahoma. Uh, He did a bunch of great things. So things that have never been done. The difference with Landry Jones came right after a Heisman Trophy winner. You know? So there's just it's not going to be viewed the same because the there was never there wasn't anyone like that before Brock Purdy at least it's been a really long time since they've had a quarterback like that well Landry Jones the guy right before him won the Heisman Trophy and went to a national championship game so it's a little bit different dynamic but I there is similarities in in what you're saying as far as you know you know what I think a lot of it will have to do with how good Deckers does. Upper you Deckers? Know? Yeah, it will. If Upper Deckers has a great season, lights it on fire, Iowa State is right back where they were before, well, then perhaps. But if they really struggle, Upper Deckers struggles, then I think they'll look back fondly on – they'll probably always look back fondly, but it'll be a little bit different. Jim and Arlington, four XOU quarterbacks – We'll start game one in Division One football this year. Chandler Morris, Spencer Rattler, Caleb Williams, Tanner Mordecai. Where is Mordecai? Is he still at SMU? Is that right? Yeah, I mean, he was at SMU last year. Dang. I think he's still there. That's crazy. And then huh. you got Ben Harris at Central Arkansas. Maybe he's going to be the day one starter there. I know that's not Division One, but still. I um, Doesn't matter. I cut an audio clip today, and I meant to play it, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to waste everyone's time having to hear Mad Dog. Like, this is how little ESPN cares about their local programming. They have Mad Dog on there uh, talking about college football with Stephen A. Smith, and he had the hot take today that Nick Saban is not the greatest college football head coach of all time. It's uh, Ara Parsegian at Notre Dame um, who just won two titles in South Bend. Yeah, and got fired. Didn't he get fired? I think he was there from 66 to 73. Or did 73. he leave to go to the NFL? I don't remember what exactly. No, he um, – oh, isn't that who left in, in Rudy? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. And Dan Devine came I in? Like, I feel like he – did he go to the NFL perhaps? Let's see. I just remember him saying uh, Dan Devine from the Green Bay Packers, all upset to his friend. No, 74, Notre Dame was his last year. Retired in 74. Mm. Began a broadcasting career calling college football games for ABC and CBS. I think he was with, uh, 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 oh gosh, uh, Keith Jackson. I think we talked about that the other day. The point is, is that, come on ESPN, we can do a little bit better with our college football coverage than bringing in a guy that's never talked about college football before. They're trolling us. ESPN does not care at all what anyone thinks Stephen A. Smith if if he wasn't given the platform that ESPN gives him he'd be the crazy guy at the end of the bar but they continue to give him this massive platform nobody zero people watch ESPN because of Stephen A. Smith 
Zero. Uh, the only people that watch any of those shows to begin with are people that happen to be sitting somewhere. It's like at the airport. <laughs> no, it's the at the TV dentist's just, office when you're just waiting yeah. in there. Like, oh, okay, what right. are they talking yeah. about? Oh, they're talking about LeBron James again, of course. Yeah, th- that's the only – no one – turns that show on or DVRs that show because, oh, i got to see what Stephen A. Smith said today. It's time filler. I've said for the longest time ESPN would save themselves a lot of money and probably improve in the ratings if they just continued to roll 1980s World's Strongest Man contest. Stephen A. Smith makes millions. He makes a lot of money every single year for just an average product, yeah. below average product. I've watched more... 2020 championship cornhole this year on ESPN than I have Stephen A. Smith. For some reason, they're still playing the 2020 oh, cornhole championship. Oh, I've watched uh, 2021 South Carolina spring game on the SEC network than I have uh, Stephen A. Smith on ESPN. <laughs> There's always a spring game on in the summer on the SEC network. You can bet on that. I even watched – I watched this stupid thing the other day called Teak Ball. Do you ever, have you ever heard of that? No, I've heard of Slam Ball, which is actually pretty fun, but not – Teak ball. I'm actually afraid it's, to know what that is. It's uh, two person teams, and it's ping pong with a soccer ball. That's what it is. Ping. I've watched more of that this year than I've watched of Stephen A. Smith, and it was about seven minutes. Hmm. Well, yeah, it's a tiny little ping pong table, and they've got a soccer ball. That sounds like some drunk game we made up in college my freshman year because we had a ping pong table yeah. in the in the apartment. It's exactly what it is, bro. bro it's someone. On. It's someone that happened to have a ping pong table, and you know you can never find paddles or all the ping pong balls are dented in, and they happen to have a soccer ball there, and that's how. I mean, that's all it is. That's how the, the sport started. Um, this was completely unintentional, but we have started a Landry Jones war on the text line. <laughs> well, as a starter. Landry was 3-0 against Texas, 3-1 against OSU, and won conference championships. Not too bad. Hey, you're not going to find any disparaging comments from me about Landry Jones. I love Landry Jones. I think he was an excellent quarterback. I think that the time in which he played at OU, it wouldn't have mattered what the results were, what he did. He he caught the built-up anger from a fan base that thought we were going to rip off a ton of championships after the yep. early 2000s and then had the chance in 08. Bradford wins the Heisman. Okay, we're going to do it in 09. Uh, Bradford gets hurt, and then Landry Jones caught all of the built-up anger from, from well, coming up it, short. Well, it, it also didn't help. They were preseason ranked number one in 2011. So, Right, know. yeah. Right, no doubt. All right, we've got to hit a quick break. Final timeout, hanging out at Winter Creek Golf and Social Club out here in Blanchard. Beautiful golf course. Love this golf course. They've got 18 holes. They've got the practice facility really nice. They just put in a really new, uh, really cool new pool setup, and they've got memberships starting as low as only $100 a month, and there's still lots available out here on this beautiful golf course. Give them a call, 405-224-4653.
Ref. We're the Rush. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, Brent Venables meeting with the media tonight. Probably not going to get that depth chart, right? You think probably Monday at the press conference, best time we'll probably get that? Monday of game week? Uh, yeah, probably, I'm guessing. Is, is that when the press conference is? It's Monday? Yeah, I believe it's on Monday now this yeah. year, Tuesday of last year. There's been some cool stories throughout this camp, man. I uh, tried to make a bit of a comparison to Parker. It almost has felt like an NFL training camp in some ways in that there's always one or two guys that you've never heard of in the NFL that end up making the roster or end up being a starter. And whether it's Jaden Davis or Justin Harrington – um, a couple of these freshman wide receiver. I mean, you've known their names, but some of these guys, you didn't expect them to really push for a starting spot. And we, we've seen that throughout training camp, and I believe that is extremely healthy for a football team. Right. No, I, I agree 100%. Um, you got a good mix of veteran players, transfers, freshmen. There's just a really good competitive mix right now of – you know, offensively and defensively of guys. You know, you do get that. You feel like at times, and I think it, there, there's, it's just natural that you kind of settle into, like, you know who your favorites on the team are, you know who your guys are, and you kind of view it through maybe a biased lens as to, because you've been there in the fire with the, these guys. So if a young guy is looking good and pushing, but you tend to go ahead and lean on that experience that you've seen them in games before. And I think right now it's healthy because that bias seems to be gone and it's really every man for himself. So, no, nah, man, I'm, I'm anxious to see what that, that depth chart looks like. Going to be cool. All right, that's it for us.